Welcome to the Persuasion Pitch Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, licensed esthetician, makeup artist, and anti-MLM advocate. I am sitting here with Megan, and she is a mental health professional, so I am so glad to have her on the show. How are you doing? I'm good. It's it's very, very early, and I'm working on full caffeination, but it's a Wednesday, and Wednesdays are amazing. Good. Yeah, it's just like the middle of the week, so hump day. <laughs> uh, well it's it's my thursday because i i only work four days but like i love it i love wednesdays they're the best days i don't know why just i love wednesdays yeah i um like you told me before like we even started this like i'm struggling and i'm way behind you like as far as hours go so thanks for being up early with me <laughs> early your time not as early my time it's all right <laughs> It's a, it was an excuse. Well, I mean, I had to do drop off. You do drop off. I do drop off. We know how that works. Yeah, that's for sure. That is for sure. I'm excited to talk to you because you are a mental health professional and you just wrote a book. Tell us about the book and how you okay. came up with the so, idea. I wrote a backstory. So, I, so I've been doing behavioral health, mental health for about 16 years now, since 2005. Um, and, and I specialize in um, substance use disorders, complicated grief, and trauma. Um, so that's kind of like the background that I'm coming from. And, and when um, I started to hear so many people start talking about their stories and all the things that they've been through and the significance of how being in multi-level marketing changed their idea of who they are and, and how they experience the world, um, I saw a, a really big need um, for folks to be able to find a way through those feelings or at least start identifying what they are, mm -hmm. um, you know, because it's not like most people go to their therapist and be like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm in a pyramid scheme. They don't they don't really do that. Or, oh, hey, I joined a commercial cult. Like right. it doesn't typically happen. Right. So um, I put together it's a self-guided workbook that can be utilized with a therapist or on one's own just to start to identify all the different issues that can be present for somebody who is involved with multi-level marketing um because the other thing we know and we understand is, is that all people that get involved have some kind of a vulnerability that makes them susceptible to these things all right so the first piece of that is identifying what made me vulnerable what was going on in my life that opened me up to this and then, you know, looking through how it, it changes, how I view myself, the grief process inherent in being a part of this and then leaving, especially if you were in for a long time and it didn't meet the need that you had. And what does it look like to leave that behind? Um, I'm really excited about like the very first section of it. Like that's the part that I'm most proud of. And it's weird. The very first section is all for people who may be thinking about leaving, but aren't sure. And it's a series of activities for them to get a better understanding of what they're actually involved in, their true profit and loss, and then weighing out the decision in black and white so they can look at it for fact and logic as opposed to 
hearing the love bombing and the upline and the bullying tactics and the manipulation stuff that goes into making you want to stay if you start to say well i don't think this is for me right this is a logical way to lay it all out and look at things and make a decision for oneself um instead of having to listen to anybody about that decision um, and I got really excited when I was writing that one. Like, I can't even explain why I was excited the most about that part. Because <laughs> I was like, this is going to be amazing. And yeah. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> right. And you should be. So that is, I love that it's like, so someone can be in an MLM and they will still like want to purchase this because you're not excluding people like, okay, like you used to be in an MLM, like this book's for you or you know, like it's literally everyone, people who have been in one and people who are already in one. And that's really important. And I feel like that's going to help so many people, you know, I like it. So like a lot of it too has stuff portioned out that even if you yourself are not in one, but you have a loved one or a friend who is in one, you can better understand some of the tactics that you may be seeing your friend using in order to recruit or the things that you know the red flags that you're seeing for that person um that they might not see for themselves uh so it's it's kind of cool that it can be used in a variety of ways it, it and it's not just exclusive to women either i tried to make it very gender neutral because i feel like we also leave out the processing that goes on for men who get involved in these companies yeah um because that is such a, a female dominated industry but like I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with men who were involved in things like Amway or Primerica, or even have signed up for some of the, the health and wellness stuff. So I, I know a couple of guys that are even like reps for skincare products, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I like know a guy in my town. To it totally. Yeah. There's a guy in my town, like before I even became anti-MLM. Like he sold, I don't even know, I, I just like should look him up to see, but he, um, if you're listening, hey, <laughs> sold Mary Kay and like everyone knows who he is in my town and I don't know, I, I think it was like an advantage to him maybe because they're like, oh, so-and-so sells it, like I know him because like everyone knows him, but yeah, you don't really see it that often, especially Mary Kay, now that I'm thinking back on it right now, because that company is like, you know, they're all about like, you know, like the women can't wear pants, they have to wear skirts, uh, you know, yeah, just thinking back on that now, I was like, hmm, I don't but know. But their CEO is a man. Hmm. Their current CEO is a man. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, the ones at the top are, most of them are like men and they have all of these women under them. Well, and it's interesting too. So like one of the things that I've looked at is, is that sometimes even when there is a female CEO, if they have a, a board that is the supervisor of the company, the chairman of the board is usually a man. Right. So, and the chairman of the board actually ranks higher than a CEO, if you think about it. Yeah. So even when there is a female CEO, there's still typically a man above her telling her what to do and how to function and process and, and all of that fun stuff. And it's usually the husband of the CEO. Right. Right. Yeah, they have this mindset. Oh my gosh. 
Um, and like I was telling you before, like MLMs, they do not discriminate on education level. Like I had someone on my show that was a PhD. And so you were involved even as a mental health professional with an MLM. So like they can literally target anyone because they are cults. And I don't even say like, it's like they're cults, like they are cults. They use the same exact mm-hmm. tactics as cults do. What, like, how did you get approached um, whenever you joined? Um, so I, uh, I have, um, I'm very open about the fact that I am in recovery from drug and alcohol addiction. And the reason why I started speaking out was because of how I was approached and how I saw my recruiter and some other recruiters targeting specifically people who are in addiction recovery. Um, my recruiter, and she's very open about it. She actually, there's a video on YouTube of her talking about how she purposefully uses her connections to addiction recovery to recruit. Wow. It's really gross. That's awful. Um, that is horrible. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. That is disgusting. Um, yeah. So she and I had kind of known each other peripherally through some of our recovery groups. And, um, there was a night when I was. I was, I had just finished grad school. My husband wasn't working at the time. Um, we had, my daughter was under two years old and I couldn't take on a second job because, um, I was working, I was on call 24 seven. I was running a facility and we were just in a place where financially stuff was hard. It was really hard. Um, And so I was sharing about that in a space that was supposed to be safe for me. Hmm. And this woman used that as an opportunity to prey on me and to kind of try to suck me into, into this, this thing. And, and I will tell you that I resisted, I resisted for about seven months, but she just kept hammering away at me, hammering away at me, hammering away at me. And she caught me at a particularly vulnerable time when my finances were just at a place where I just, I was scared, I was highly activated and I was trying to provide stuff for my kid. Mm -hmm. And um, staying home was never an option for me um, because I worked so hard to get educated and to get licensed and to build a career, like to chuck all that and stay home was not gonna happen. Um, But I also didn't want to work a second job outside of my home and take me away more from my kid during her early years. Right. So the, the, uh, the opportunity, and I use air quotes, um, came at a time that I just was super vulnerable. And when we go into safe spaces or spaces that are supposed to be safe, and, and don't get me wrong, not all addiction recovery groups and networks are, have healthy people because they're sick people trying to get well. Mm-hmm. And, um, But what we don't need is somebody coming in with that affinity fraud and pretending to be safe in order to, you know, put us in an even more vulnerable place. And I think about some of the people. So after I started speaking out, I had other people come to me and message me and tell me they knew A, exactly who I was talking about and B, how skeevy they felt around her. Right. Yeah. And it took her a while to find my stuff talking about my experience 
And of course I got the blowback of, oh, well, you just had a bad experience. And then she started calling me psycho and a stalker on her what? Facebook, which was super fun for her. When was this? Was this and recent? Was like, this was um, earlier this year. So like right after I'd done the podcast, um, obviously somebody had sent her stuff of mine because I had disconnected from her on social media a long time before that. And she had no clue. Um, and so she, she was my recruiter, but she left and I was still in. And um, I got a second upline who was her upline, right? So they compressed and I was now reporting to the person that was directly above her. Mm. And that woman reached out to me after I had done my videos and I'd been on um, another podcast and she reached out to me and she's like, you know what, Megan, I when I heard about this, she's like, first of all, I was really scared to reach out for you because I didn't want you to think that I was going to come at you in, in a disrespectful or an uncaring way. She's like, I wanted to let you know that when I found out how this woman was recruiting people, she's like, I was personally disgusted and hurt. Hmm. And now this is, this is a woman that's at the top 1% of that. Right. Country, that's right? Like, saying something. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> and, and she and I are still connected and, and we've come to a place where we're going to agree to disagree on the facets of multi-level marketing, um, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and I'm, I, I always have this little prayer in my heart that someday she'll get out because she is an amazing human. Right. And I never experienced, I, I didn't experience any of the pressure, any of the manipulation, any of the terrible toxic bull under her. But I was also pretty much all the way out at that point. And I was staying in just for the discount mm -hmm. um, until I realized just like there really was no discount when I did the math. Like right. I literally was just paying full price for products because between the sales tax and the shipping and um, all the other things that would go into it, like I was like, there's no discount here. So why am I doing this? Plus I'm paying for overpriced products in the first place. <laughs> right like, what a discount exactly that's how that works exactly but yeah and so like that's kind of a long answer to your question but yeah that's that's how i that's how i got introduced and and why i feel so passionate about this and why it really like burns me to watch people prey on vulnerable individuals because like that's not what we're supposed to do as humans exactly yeah and you know like they say no mean doesn't mean no it just means not right now and that really affirms it with that because she kept asking and asking and asking until she caught you at a spot where you were vulnerable and then that's when you know she she went in on it it surprises me I, though go ahead i was gonna say and, and i want to be very clear she never asked me to buy a product she never once approached me from a sales perspective and i have screenshots of messages back and forth with her saying to me i know you're broke i know you're broke and her solution was for me to spend all like and when when she gave me the list of things that i should order for my first order it was like four hundred dollars but i know you're broke yeah, a lot of companies will encourage you to take out a credit card, even though you're broke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know a girl personally who is in my favorite company ever, Road Didn't Kills. 
And <laughs> and someone told me, they said, that girl does not sell any product. In fact, I was trying to purchase a product, but she wouldn't even sell me the product because all she does is recruit. Mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, so that's not a red flag or yeah. anything. I have a, a friend that just got out of pharmacy um, and and she sends me all kinds of insider trading info on pharmacy. It's great because um, <laughs> she still like gets stuff. And she was she sent me stuff the other day about like somebody who was like her major mega hun upline and how this woman never talks about the products, never talks about the products, only talks about recruiting and mm -hmm. spreading her multi-level marketing myth, right? Because that's the thing, the the tell your why story. That's that's the myth that has to be created to create the mega hunt. Right. And if you don't have a good enough myth, then you're not going to get to the top one percent, even coming in at late. Because there are people that come in late in the game and make it to the top one percent, but only because they have a great myth or they are bringing over an entire downline from another company. Exactly. Exactly. That and that reminds me of. You know, because I mean, people are not going to make any money and they are definitely not going to get to the very top by just selling a product. It's just not going to happen. They have to recruit in order to get to the top. And that's just that's just what it is. And what I was going to say before is it surprises me that that individual that you're speaking of is still in the company. But not only that, they are at the top. And if they see the disgusting tactics that someone else was using being at the top you have to know right like you have to know unless you are just completely brainwashed that people are losing money and that most people a majority of people are not making it and you she has to teach the the tactics at some point though right so I, and, and I'm not, I, I try to like distance myself from a lot of that. Um, what I see with her is what I see with a lot of people that have that cognitive dissonance and have turned off their logic portion and like are ignoring red flags. I see a lot of depression. I see a lot of anxiety. I see a lot of bullying from other people in the top 1% of that person who still kind of has a pure heart. And um, the uh, Amanda Montel talks about it, the optimism. She has this optimism that this company is different because she's still, she's just like all of us, right? She's looking for the recognition. And, and I will tell you that that company's CEO um, is really, really good at narcissistic abuse mm -hmm. she's really good at love bombing and withholding right and and love bombing more and withholding more and 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 she even has a counterpart so um the company is senegens and they have a their their uk company is called sheer sense it's senegens everywhere else in the world that they are but in the uk it's sheer sense okay, i did not know and that. the head of sheer sense in in the uk he, so, so the, the CEO Joni will be on a call or on a training or doing something and she's the uplifting. She's kind of like the Deanne of LuLaRoe, mm. right? The uplifting and everything is great and da, 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 and, and you're my lovies and you're so great and da, 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 da. 
and she does like the good cop and then he swoops in and is literally insulting all of the reps during trainings making fun of them to their faces what? and these chicks eat it up because he comes in with a british accent they take his crap and then it's like they want to run to joni for comfort and the pump up and the troll party right they know what they're it's doing. this interesting yeah. tag team dynamic that they have going on it's very culty and it's very and, and after i watched lula rich and i saw how deanne and mark interact yes. I'm like they very much have a deanne and mark kind of relationship even though they're not married right they yeah. have that dynamic she would like she's the, the personality for, in the face and he's the ass right like what should i say or or he's like oh we're not going to talk about that or you know like it's right. he's controlling her mm -hmm. and you can tell like I the difference yeah it, go ahead yeah but joni joni rogers conti has she has elements i'm not going to diagnose her she has elements and, and characteristics that are very sociopathic in nature mm -hmm. um, because she's the one with the MLM myth, right? I started this company when I only had $7 in my pocket as a single mother who all I wanted out of my marriage was to get out and to take my kid. Yeah. But I did it. You can do it too. Conveniently leaves. <laughs> right. And she conveniently leaves out the fact that like she was a Mary Kay rep for a really long time. So like if you were if, if direct sales is really where it's at, shouldn't you have been rolling in your millions because you were a Mary Kay rep? And right. why did you leave Mary Kay? Why did you have to leave Mary Kay? Oh, because it's a scam. And you realize that the only way to make money in it is to be the main scammer. OK, it, cool. Exactly. That reminds me of Eric Worre is because he did not actually did not make it in an MLM, but yet he sells tickets to his seminars where he's speaking so he can tell other people how you make it in an MLM, but he actually failed in an MLM and if people would just research, they would see that. So, yeah. <laughs> Don't, that's a whole other industry of scamming oh, crap that just I, bothers the ever yeah. living, you know what, out of me. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was digging into that and it is so much. I just, I don't know if I'm mentally ready to go there to explain it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, I mean, people can see it, but like to go in depth and explain it, I don't oh. know. <clears throat> right it's it's that toxic positivity it's that you just that they spin and it's these people that have realized that the real money to be made is to scam the people that can never make it right right um and and i'm gonna be real i hesitated about writing a book that i wrote because i didn't want people to think that it was like me trying to prey on vulnerable people even further like i was yeah, really I afraid of that. that and um but that's what like you see this now with all of these these big time people and i get all the ads because clearly the algorithm on all social too. media mm -hmm. and the internet is weird because they think that i want to know how to be good at network marketing right but i don't because i don't like to scam people yeah it's so funny um, <laughs> every anti-mlm youtube video like, I how get. prolific is this and i look at it and i always get the ads 
Yeah. And I usually get the ads on like Facebook from a couple of women who used to be in agents that produce most of their graphics for the distributors. And that's why you see a lot of the, the same copied and pasted distributor stuff because these two women put it all out into the universe. They put out mm -hmm. the stock photos and all that fun stuff. And now they're charging for to coach you on how to be better at social media and so that you can be better at network marketing and i'm like Ugh. it's all gross yeah. it's just gross and it, it makes me feel icky and i don't like it yeah it makes me think of like a used car salesman that's super scammy and they know that they're selling you a piece of shit car but they are packaged you know making it sound like it's such a luxury car and they're overcharging you for it and that's what it makes me feel like Mm -hmm. right <laughs> and that well you don't need to have a mechanic look at it it's good trust me and then I'm the mechanic person. is a scammy person too <laughs> in the history of the world yeah well but in the history of the world if you're a good person you don't have to constantly reassure people that you're a good person <laughs> exactly right that's not how this works exactly yeah it's um mm. Yeah, and I mean, and that just shows like, like every single MLM is the same and people say that theirs are different, you know, this is, this is different or this is not an MLM, especially like the Primerica one, like that is an MLM, it's literally an MLM, but for some reason, the people who shill it don't think it's an MLM, but it's literally an MLM. I don't know where they're getting that from, honestly, and that... I mean, this is off topic, but it is so dangerous for in the, the Hun Bros in that one. Oh my gosh. So we've had our fair share of those. Man, Primerica is a different <laughs> level. Like, they are having a PTSD reaction to Primerica. <laughs> oh, they, they like oh. defend that company. Like, that. I mean, it's just wild. And I get, it's, it's really dangerous because they have a, like, a storefront. Like, they have an actual office so it looks legitimate but it's not legitimate and for some reason like it just, i cannot deal with the hun bros i just cannot i can't i mean it's hard to deal with anyone but the hun bros it is so hard and it seems like they are the ones more so than women who are just selling the dream because they talk so much about money mm -hmm. financial freedom you know how they can afford this how can they can afford that they wear these like big rings like nfl i don't know it's just ugh. you know what i mean at least the one in my town wears these big like like um football rings or something I, like and they know who they are and they know i'm talking about them um their wife just blocked me on facebook i wonder why and I think her sister blocked me. She's also in MLM as well. So if you're listening, hi, I heard that your husband's ring was actually fake. So, yeah, um, it's just a whole nother level with the, the Primerica ones. Ugh, I can't. So, and I think, I think the, the piece of that that bothers me, so there's two things that really, really disturbs me about Primerica. Um, and, and I, I and I disclaim by saying I have never utilized a Primerica product. I have never personally been sales pitched anything Primerica. 
um, I researched the history of the company. I looked at um, their numbers and and how some of their policies and procedures, like their policies and procedures manuals, flipping huge. Um, I, I I did the base research on this company, and that was all I really needed to do to know to run as far as I can in the other direction. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, there's a couple of things that they do, and, and it's <clears throat> it's true for a lot of multi-level marketing companies, but theirs is very overt. The first is is that they tend to target very young people. Um, for example, I have, I have a young man who couldn't be more than 18 or 19 years old um, who is really offended by my history lesson of Primerica. I don't know why my history lesson video is the one that gets all the attention because it's literally the least offensive one that I've done about Primerica, but whatever. So um, but he's literally can't be more than just fresh out of high school. But the, the fact that they purposefully target these really, really young people that might not want to go to college, which is fine. Not everybody has to go to college, but they are targeting these people right out of high school that really don't know any better. Um, that bothers me a lot. The second is, and, and if you want to tell me that's not predatory, I'm, I'm going to definitely talk to you about why your thinking is off. Right. Um, the other thing that that i think is interesting is is that they act like they are the only financial company that can provide those services yeah. right so like i work with a financial person she's amazing she provides me with all the things that primerica could provide me with other than legal shield but i'm not paying for legal insurance because i don't get in trouble and i don't need it um <laughs> right you know like that's the only thing and i'm sure if i needed something in that arena she would help me out right like right. she is amazing and she has given me exponential growth in my financial portfolio so they act like the only way to get to these places is through primerica and other mlms will tell you will admit that there are other companies out there but they'll tell you why they're bad primerica mm -hmm. just exists as though like those things don't they're not really there that this right. is the only option for you to get life insurance or financial advice from people that took a six-week course right okay um <sighs> yeah and then the other piece of primerica that i'm seeing that really really pisses me off is the targeting of minority communities and they are not the only mlm that does this um i mean herbalife is notorious mm -hmm. for targeting latinos amway targets a bunch of latinos monet has been targeting latina women like crazy and and i've even seen posts and things from from monet uplines telling people it doesn't matter if they don't speak english um just sign them up <laughs> like oh my goodness um that's <sighs> cool so uh yeah, america though tends to target that they, they are targeting a lot of African-Americans. Yeah, I have experience with that company. And I know that you saw my video on it. But literally, when I went to their meeting, so they would say, show up and show out. Show up and show out. And they would have, like, music playing. And they were like, bring your friends, you know. And they, like, everyone would go to this room at this office. that had all these chairs. And they had, like, a stage. And the backdrop was, like, Primerica, blah, blah, blah. And so the guy was at the front of the room, the guy in my town. And he was, like, talking about financial freedom and all of this stuff. And people were like, yeah, they had, like, music blaring. And I was like, this is a full-on cult gathering. It is a cult gathering. And I told them, and this is before I, like, even dug into MLM, anti-MLM. I was like, this is a pyramid scheme, and this is a cult. I mean, they did not like that, but 
and then so like I left and yeah and then I found out after that the girl who quote recruited me which I didn't even take the exam thing because I saw the red flags and I left she you know she was talking about how her grandfather died and did not have life insurance and she teared up the whole nine I found out that that was just a lie well I don't know if it was like he may not have had life insurance but she did say to come up with a backstory you know why um you know why you're doing this and I think it was a lie I don't know literally that's all she talked about was Primerica so much so to the point where because she came over to my house her and her kids her daughter said all my mom talks about is Primerica. So like it's, and I think this is, I mean, these are the things that people don't understand. I think a lot of the times is that this stuff is universal and, and it's this idea. And, and I think where most people who haven't been involved get caught up is that they are still focusing on the product, right? Mm. So it, when I walk into Target and I go into the beauty section, I have a minimum of 10 product lines to choose from, right? If I want to buy makeup, I have a minimum of 10 product lines. And if I buy uh, something from Revlon and then something from CoverGirl and then something from Elf, because I, you know, whatever colors, product lines better or whatever, when I, I can mix and match as I choose. And it's not like when they're ringing me out, the cashier is like, well, why are you buying Revlon this and CoverGirl that? You should just buy all CoverGirl. They right. don't do that, right. right? They don't They do not do that. But in an MLM company, they will force you and guilt trip you about trying to buy other products. Mm -hmm. and, and they want to, they, so we get caught up in this product thing and people get into it thinking it's a sales job. And, and what I what I try to tell people is, is that the reason why reps get offended and result to emotional tactics is because they are trying to sell the actual product line that is not the real product of the company. The real product of the company is joining the scheme. Right, exactly. So the girl that's selling unique or the girl that's selling beach body and is frustrated because nobody, nobody will buy this and nobody will buy that. Nobody will buy these things for me. And, and the big, like, especially this time of year, Christmas time, you know, shop, small business. Why won't you buy this for your Christmas presents? Right. The reason they get big, mad and big offended is because the reality is, is that if I wanted those products, I have all of this opportunity to go buy the actual product somewhere else. Because right. all mascara is not that different, right? It's just not, mm -hmm. and um, <laughs> it's 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 really not, and uh, it's really all in the really wand that much since it, right? It's 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 really just not whether you want waterproof or not is usually the only difference. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can buy the same product for eight dollars. I'm not going to buy it from you for twenty five, especially when like, they that's have that lawsuit. going to work. They're ground up nylon in it, the mascara right. like who would trust right. that who would trust that yeah it's made right. for so pennies we, we get stuck on it's the product but it's not the product that the person is supposed to be selling so the people that really don't talk about the products but only talk about the opportunity and the lifestyle posts and all of that they understand 
that the real product they are selling is your ticket into the scam. Exactly. Because you buying a ticket into the scam boosts my income and my ability to move further into the scam so that I am no longer the person at the bottom being scammed. Exactly. Yeah, they know. They but know then they also up. don't realize that in through that line, they are also being scammed by their CEO, mm -hmm. which I think is interesting. It is like we focus a lot on the top 1% and, and they're pretty terrible. Some of them are pretty terrible, but the reality is, is they are being scammed just as much as the CEO yeah. and they might be making money, but a lot of them are selling their souls and their value systems and their mental and physical health in the name of somebody else's billions. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is definitely the companies which they are not small businesses. I hate that. Um, my family owns a small business. It's, oh, it pisses me off. But yeah, these are companies that have millions and millions of dollars. And the founders, like, they know exactly what they are doing. They know exactly what they are doing. You know, they, they have to have a product. <laughs> I mean, they have to have a product. And that's just it. But, you know, the real money, and I heard Josie say this, you know, Josie, not the good girl, and this is so true. She's like, mm -hmm. you know, because she was at the top 1%, and she was physically sick because, like, she was working all the time, which they say, you know, stay mm -hmm. home, you don't have, you know, you can spend time with your kids, but no, you are working even more so, but, you know, besides that, she said, you know, selling the product, like, that's child's play. The real money is in the recruiting and it's just so true. And they, I mean, they know that they know that, oh, it's just, oh. and you know, in a lot of these companies, most of these companies are claimed to be Christian and it's just, it goes against the Bible. Anyway, all of the stuff they're doing, they use the Bible as a prop, they use religion as a prop and all of these Christians that are joining, they should be offended. Like, for example, I know someone personally, man, I'm telling you, I'm surrounded by these companies, these people, they are promoting this Rodian Fields in a church, in a church, like next month, it has the address of the church to where they will be speaking in the lord's home they are pitching this scheme and i don't know why in the hell red flags are not going off to everyone if you are a christian and you claim to be a christian why is that not offending you i don't get it i just don't get it and it's it's interesting because i have touted out at people so <laughs> fun story I spent a couple of years in a Methodist seminary working on my master's degree before I switched into a different school when I when I moved out of Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, so what's interesting is, is that when I quote out at them, the only time that Jesus was ever angry was when the money changers were doing business in, in the in the synagogue. Right. The only time Jesus was ever angry. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's really interesting that when I bring that up to them, they just kind of go, wait, what? Like, that's not real. That's not true. I'm like, but it is. It's literally it's the in only the record we have of Jesus being angry. And, and so like, when it comes to that thing, this is where I would reach out to the church and be like, Hey, just so you know, and I would send that scripture passage and just, be like, just so you know, 
this is a problem. But here's the thing is, is that most of the time, the pastor's wife or other people that are higher up in the church mm -hmm. administration, they are also in multilateral. Oh, I know. Because affinity wild? fraud is real. It's wild. And, and it's so interesting to me, like when I, and, and you know, when I try to talk to people and I'm like, look, is it, are you really like, are you really Christian when money has become your God? Exactly. Because you are willing to go against everything that you're saying that you value. If you, if you live a Christian lifestyle, these are the things that you're willing to do in order to make money. And they are directly against the Beatitudes. They are directly against everything that I have ever read about things that your man said, right? Like, th this is just not how this, this looks. Mm -hmm. And, and they just kind of look at me really funny and then they move on because the, the cognitive dissonance is real. It is people real. do not, people do not respond well when you challenge something that they hold close, close to their core beliefs and identity. And that's so what it is. I believe their in my soul of soul. Wow. Yeah. If I, if I identify as a Christian person and you are calling Christ, my Christianness into question then I'm automatically going to slam the wall up and close that door. And I'm not going to listen to you. Mm -hmm. And, and it's funny because like, I get, I get very passionate clearly when I talk about things, but yeah, it's this I idea that like, look, I I'm there with you. Like we all struggle. We all have problems. This is, you know, why we go and develop our paths holistically, physical, mental, spiritual, whatever that spirituality looks for like for people. Mm -hmm. When you are living against your value system, it does not feel good. It creates depression, anxiety. It creates anger. It does not feel good because our value systems are the core of who we are. And I try to work with people to pull out those value systems and say, Hey, look, this is your value. And it's a great value system. What's going on that we're willing to sacrifice it to make money, or we're willing to sacrifice it for status or what we think we need when it's really just stuff that we want, that's not necessary to our life and doesn't necessarily bring benefit. Right. Right. And, and, and that's, that's the thing that like, I work at, like, I obviously work with clients about is, is if we're living against our values, if my value is, is that I value my family and I'm working in an industry that continues to take me away from my family and from my children and from away from being present, then why am I continuing to do it? What is my motivation to continue doing it? Because I, I hope, I hope that in the future I can spend time, more time with them later. Well, there might not be a later. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and you might not ever get there. Right. And if, and if it's what they, like, if it's the close knit community of them having like friends and, you know, all of that type of feeling, because a lot of times it is, the anti MLM community will take you with open arms and we will be your support system. Heck yeah. But, yeah. Because these people are not your friends. I promise you 99.9% .9 of them, as soon as you leave, they are going to block you and they are not going to be your friend anymore. Like uh, it, it, they're just not right. 
people that reach out to me that are like, Hey, I, I, you know, I'm looking for connection. I'm, I'm like, Hey, let's go get a cup of coffee. A, I'm probably going to pay for you. Cause that's just how I work. Mm-hmm. Um, and B like, I'm not in it for any monetary gain. Like let's mm-hmm. just hang out and talk about life. And if you want to talk about true crime, all the better. Just saying. Oh, same um, here. Same <laughs> here. True right? crime and anti-MLM. You know, that's like, Right. True crime, anti-MLM recovery. Like I, I will talk to people about anything and everything. If you just need a safe place to unburden all the junk that you've been carrying, I'm, I'm a person that can, I'm obviously built for that. So like, Mm -hmm. I, that's the difference, right? If somebody in an MLM invites you out for coffee, they may pay for you, but they're trying to sell you something for sure. And you're going to end up paying way more for that interaction than they did. And the reality is, is that in the anti-MLM community, we just want people to feel safe enough to say, you know, I, I got scammed. It wasn't pretty. I can't believe I did and said these things. How do I become the best version of myself so that I don't have to do that again? Exactly. That's it. Exactly. And let's just reiterate, this is coming from a mental health professional. They are saying that... MLMs are indeed cults. So, and you have some they meet the criteria. They check up all the boxes. They absolutely do. I'm gonna leave your TikTok link down below. Actually, I'm gonna leave your whole link tree because people, I want people to buy this book. And who knows? Maybe they can give it to like a friend or a family member that's in an MLM that they want them to, you know, see the light. You know, instead of sending them articles and a link, if they have something in front of them to hold and to actually like write it, you know, like just a physical item instead of like a, a link, I, who knows, this may be, this may be the, the ticket. You know, and, and so I know there are people that have issues with Amazon. I, I understand Amazon is problematic. Um, part of the reason why I listed it with Amazon is because I can do an ebook and a print book. So mm-hmm. there are people that can get ebooks easier. If you do purchase the ebook, um, I recommend having a notebook with you so that you can journal out your answers because right. it is a workbook. It's not like a, a, a reading that kind of thing. So like mm-hmm. having something with you. And the other piece of why I, I chose that platform is because there are a lot of people in multi-level marketing that are in other countries. And international shipping is kind of a pain in the butt when you live in the U.S. or anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And Amazon is able to get that done in a way that I can't on a personal level. And I don't necessarily have time for because I work as a therapist and I'm a college professor and I'm a full-time mom. So like, I I don't really have the time to figure out international shipping and how that works. Um, But I, I, that's kind of how I was able to make it work on a way that I felt like it could reach the people in Australia, the UK, um, the Philippines that have right. a massive problem with multi-level marketing right now. Um, like there's all these other places that that have a Canada um, that's just easier for them to be able to get it that way. And then Amazon handles all the logistics that are just, they're very difficult for somebody who's not a book publisher to navigate. Right. Um, I try to keep the price reasonable enough for people to be able to afford it, but still to kind of compensate for the fact that I spent a lot of time and energy putting this thing together. Right, right, exactly. Um, Like all of my breaks at work when I wasn't, you know, playing on TikTok, I was sitting and writing and editing and figuring out the best way to approach these things. And like, is it a complete 
hundred percent way to healing. No, I, I fully recommend that people that have residual lingering issues from participation in this or have residual issues from family members participating in this, please go see a mental health professional in your area who is licensed, who can help you deal with all of the big feelings. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be somebody who has experience with high pressure groups like I do. but they can help you navigate those big feelings and, and using the workbook as a starting point to better understand these things. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm a full advocate for normalizing therapy and understanding okay. that it's okay to go and tell a professional all the things and to have all those thoughts that your upline might not want you to say, all you right. can say them to somebody else and yeah. have them reflected back to you. Right. And I will say that there are people in my business who um, aren't always the healthiest themselves. And some of them might rep for certain essential oil companies. Run. Very, very (laughs) Go ahead and say, not for me and leave and find somebody else. Um, And it's okay to do that because anybody who tries to sell you something while they're providing you with a mental so health service. Professional. I cannot. It is a direct conflict of interest and it is actually a reportable offense to their licensing board. Yeah. So that. I would definitely report them in a nanosecond. Better believe that. If I see anything like that, part of it, yeah. I'm done. Part of the reason why I was unsuccessful at selling products in an MLM was because I'm an ethical professional. And I wasn't able to mix those two businesses. Exactly. That's just yeah, not how I that roll, is, right? Yeah, exactly. An unethical business, for sure. People would ask me all the time, have you been at Sephora? You got swatches on. I'm like, yep. <laughs> 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 yeah, totally been at Sephora. That's exactly what's been happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. I'm going to leave everything linked down below. And thank you. Thank you. It's been, it's been really great to get to chat with you personally and not just, you know, responses on, on social media and that yeah, kind of thing. Especially on TikTok from Primeric people. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. I need a break <laughs> from Primerica. I just do. I know. I know. It's mentally exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> As always, everyone, thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope that everyone has a great rest of the day and a great rest of the week.